3: What's good, my people? Welcome into Buckets Action Network's Daily NBA Betting Podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday NBA slate. I am your host, Shaw Little J Money is Money is with me. AC Albert Wynn Analyst Capper is with me as well. We're going to get you guys out of here quick, fast, and in a hurry for the Thursday slate. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. If you haven't already, you can find us in there. Write-ups from everybody from Joe DeLair to Matt Moore, college football, The bowl season is upon us. That's the holiday season. You'll get all the breakdowns for all the NFL coming up, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve. All that stuff will be in the Action Network app. Go download it right now and get right. You know the deal. We'll give the plays, give the cap, get you guys out of here. J Money is money. What are you looking at for the Thursday NBA slate?
4: Going with a little sorcery here. Give me the Orlando Magic plus eight.
1: AC. I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies in the first half, minus two and a half.
3: I'm going to go to Oklahoma City Thunder, minus four versus the Red Hot Clippers. All right, Jay, I'm coming right back to you. Talk to me about the sorcery. What are you whipping up over there for the people?
4: Yeah, man, like the Magic in this fight, they are on a back-to-back in this particular game, but they're catching eight points. I think the Bucks have been way too hot as of late, in my opinion. They own the Magic of like last year's past three or four years. They've absolutely owned the Magic. They had just won nine straight games versus the Magic, but you start to see that flip this year. November 11th, the Magic beat them in Orlando 112-97. to I know that Damian Lillard wasn't in that game, but I still feel like the Magic come to play in this particular game. They took a beating on Wednesday night versus the Miami Heat. I think they bounced back in this game. Maybe they need to get on the road to get back right, but I think the Bucks have been way too hot. Now, this is a long homestand for the Bucks, and I usually don't like to bet against that type of spot, but this is kind of like the kiss the wives, kiss the girlfriend and children, goodbye type of spot here. They head out on the road trip for four games, and they're going to be on the road for Christmas as well, so I'm just expecting them to be possibly a little sluggish in this game. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the Magic shocked the world and won this game outright, so I'll take the points in this one. Give me the Magic plus the eight see any thoughts?
1: No, I like that a lot. You're fading the red-hot team, which is always the right spot. We talk about it all the time, buy low, sell high, and it's a great sell high spot on Bucks. So I like it, Jay.
3: My man Joe Ingles has been out for the Orlando Magic, and they've lost two in a row with him out of the fold. Mind you, they have been against the Boston Celtics on the road and the Miami Heat, two of the best teams in the East. But Joe Ingles was pulling a lot of strings for those guys on the offensive end. They were dogs just naturally on the defensive side, especially at the guard position. They're playing D great naturally. And then Joe was able to kind of run the offense for them. That helped them tremendously. He's been out. This is a tough spot. This is the magic and the Pacers feel very similar. We talked about it yesterday. Are the Pacers going to put it together on a bounce back spot versus the Hornets? They got right today versus the Hornets, even though the first quarter came up a little short for us. A couple of my plays came up short, but They still had a bounce-back spot and took care of business. The Magic and the Pacers feel very similar to are they real, are they not. Once Joe Ingles does get back in the fold, I do like them a lot more because he was just playing really good offensive ball. All right, Albert Wynn, AC, talk to me about Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies, listen to me, man. This guy, John Morant, we talked about it coming in. (laughs) I don't think this dude was ever going to lose a step coming in. He was locked and loaded, ready to go from the jump. He's been with the team. He's been traveling. He's been doing his thing. He was a force in that first game back. Is that part of the cap here,
1: AC? It is actually not part of the cap. Like, I know John Morant's a great player. He made an amazing game winner to get that win on the road in New Orleans against a really good Pelicans team. But this is a combination of Memphis but also the Pacers. They are going to be on a second night of a back-to-back. They're going to have to be traveling into Memphis. Prior to this year, Memphis had one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. It's always been like Memphis, Denver, right? But this year, Jay, Sean, this year, they're 1-11 and in Memphis playing at home. And that's terrible. Even without John Morant, that's a terrible record. But in the past, when they're playing really well, it's because of their transition game. They would get out on the break and just overwhelm you with transition offense, layups, threes, dunks, things like that. I think John Moran, this is his home debut for this season. I think he's going to get out there, get it really up and down, which is what the Pacers are going to do anyways. And I think that's going to go and fall right into the hands of Memphis because, again, Pacers potentially tired legs, potentially fatigued. And then also, I think this is a regression spot for John Morant. I'm not a big player props guy, but I think this is a potential regression spot. And look for Desmond Bain now with his running mate, you know, running the show. Desmond Bain now is going to get a ton of wide-open threes. Look for him to start getting hot now. So I like the Memphis Grizzlies. Even even against the Pacers, man. That
3: that makes me nervous, man. Everybody putting up career highs on the Pacers every single night. That is the only thing that makes me nervous about the player pop side, but the player pop side is such a Finicky market anyway.
1: Yeah, the total at 247 and a half, right? You can only look at the over in this game. It is the highest total for the entire slate in the NBA on Thursday night. But I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to do Memphis. I'm not even going to touch the full game. I just think they come out and put the energy out there with the fans and win that first half. Remember, they did lose that first half against New Orleans, even though they won the game. So it's a nice bounce back spot in terms of the first half perspective.
3: Jay,
4: thoughts on the, the first half Memphis play? Yeah, that was a good point. We kind of saw Ja Morant kind of get gassed late in that game, but I mean, shit, they still came back from down 24 points, and they showed something there. So the vibes are back in Memphis, man. I'll tell you that right now, and I think I like the way AC's doing, because he's going with the first half. If Ja's getting tired, and he's not back into full game shape, which he's not, that full game, especially going up against the Pacers, even though they're the team on the back-to-back, this is a young, run-and-gunning team, right? So they're not going to really have tired legs like that, uh, even though it is a road back-to-back you got to travel, but... They they could still possibly run them to drama right off the floor. But I just know I'm not looking towards fading Grizzly right now. They started off the season so bad. The vibes are back. And how storyline was that, man, for him to hit the game when it yeah. shot his first game back? I was watching that game. That was just absolutely crazy, man. But I'm happy for him. Hopefully he can stay out of trouble and we can see Grind City get back to it. But they got a big hill to climb. I definitely can't talk you off Grizzly's first half in this fight.
3: Yeah, for them to get into the playoffs, it looks like they're going to have to to start winning here at like a 56-57 win pace the rest of the year. Is John Morant built and ready for that? We will find out. But, yeah, he was locked in coming down the stretch. He didn't want the timeout. Taylor Jenkins called the timeout. He was pissed about that. He wanted to get it off the rim and go right down and do exactly what he ended up doing. And it was storybook for John Morant to finish in front of his pops and his best friend sitting right next to each other. He yelled, I'm back, right in front of their face. It was, uh, it was a dope moment to see John Moran back on the floor because you want the superstars in the NBA back on the floor. At one point, that game got up to Memphis Live was plus 1,600, was the highest I saw. They came out and came back and cashed that ticket. So shout out to Memphis Grizzlies. Shout out John Moran. I'm excited to see what that ends up shaking because my initial thought, just like I'm sure a lot of other people were, oh, I got to take this over. 245 and a half like that. This is going to be a track meet, but Josh still does have to get in shape. And I'm interested sure to see, he hasn't seen this team, the Indiana Patriots, yet. And teams that play them, mm-hmm. at least on the initial side, it is a very interesting adjustment for those guys.
2: Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.
3: Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, I'm going to go to Oklahoma City. I'm going to lay the four with the Oklahoma City Thunder playing the red hot Clippers who have now won nine in a row, just beat the Mavs right before we hopped on the pod, came down the stretch in a thriller. No PG, no problem. Kawhi Leonard was doing his thing, going to the cup. Right before we got on, this number flashed on the board at minus three and a half. And by the time I picked three and a half and got on the mic to record this bucket, it had moved to four. So it's already on the move, this number. I'll take the four with the Thunder, in this nine-game win streak for the Clippers, only three games have been on the road. And the three games they've won are against the Jazz, who are one of the bottom feeders in the NBA. The Pacers, who play no defense, they hung 155 on those boys. And then the Mavs, as you're listening to this, was last night. So that's three teams that are bottom of the barrel or middling on the defensive side of the rock. I'm not a big Mavs believer. I know my guy AC is out in Dallas, but they thought out don't have enough talent without Kyrie on the floor. And the Thunder are a different beast, especially just an all-around, really good ball club led by SGA, especially at the house. 14-6 and one ATS on the year. That's overall 7-4 ATS at home, 8-4 ATS as a favorite. Thunder are top three in steals and blocks, led by SGA and Chet. The paint's gonna get held down. They have the defenders to deal with James Harden on the perimeter who's been playing really well. If you're going to give James Harden the smoke for not playing well and he's the villain every time his name comes up, you got to give him his flowers when he starts to play really well. That's exactly what he's been doing in this nine-game win streak. But Kawhi was doing whatever he wanted against Dallas, was getting to the cup, mid-range, whatever, and he's not going to be able to do that against the Thunder. Give me the young boys, minus four, looking to knock off the hot Clippers on a back-to-back type of situation. That's where I'm at. Jay, Money is money. How you feel about it?
4: Yeah, I can't talk you off here. Back to back home games for the Thunder. They got the two game wrist advantage as well. A lot younger team. The Clippers have been hot, but this could be a spot where, like you said, they have not been playing many games on the road. They've won both games on the road so far. This is a back to back third game in four nights. In theory, this could be like a schedule loss, and they could be due to drop one. I don't think Kawhi has missed a single game all year, maybe just one. But this could be a spot where they might just kind of not necessarily just wave the white flag, but like there's a such thing as schedule losses. But sometimes teams would do like to go on the longest win streak as possible as well. So it'd be interesting to see if Kawhi, if someone sits here, I think they'll be very indicative of how they feel about the game. Obviously, Paul George could possibly come back here, but I feel like if Kawhi or like a Harden or somebody like this sits out, I think they could be very telling that maybe they don't care about this game as much. So that's something I'll keep an eye on, and I might be joining the Thunder with you. This is a young, hungry team. S.J. has yes, looked like an MVP. I can't talk you off the Thunder tomorrow, my guy. And the Clippers have – they have Back to the house and played the Celtics as well a couple of days before Christmas. So, Clippers could just be ready to get back to the house. I'd be interested to see if they rest a guy or two here. see.
1: Yeah, I mean, very similar spot to what I'm doing with the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Indiana saw a second night of back to back on the road. Clippers, second night of back to back on the road. So, I like it a lot. I can't talk you off of it, you know, using Jay's words <laughs> there. But I think the bigger discussion here is like, They need to sit Kawhi. I know he's Kawhi Leonard and like he's one of the best players in the NBA, but he has a long list of injury issues and problems and, you know, soft tissue stuff as well. So, I mean, like, I'm not saying sit Kawhi in this particular game, but you got to find spots throughout the year to get him some rest, in my opinion.
3: It almost feels like he's trying to prove a point and just playing and not saying a word about it. I haven't even had too, too many people. Ask him about the rest thing. He's just showing up every night playing ball. You know Kawhi. He doesn't talk too much. He just wants to show up and play. And that's exactly what he's been doing. But, yeah, I like this spot for the Thunder. Young boys going to be ready, man. they trying to knock those boys off. And I, uh, I appreciate. And I know the, the effort is going to be there. But I do appreciate what the Clippers are doing right now. They are locked in. Stay tuned on what happens with PG. He did sit out against Dallas with an illness. We'll see if he shows up on the back-to-back. We'll see if Kawhi sits. We'll see how... It all shakes. It could be a scheduled loss like J Money laid out. All right, to recap, AC is on the Grizzlies. First half, minus two and a half. J Money, magic, plus eight. And I'm on the Thunder, minus four, versus the Red Hot Clippers. For J Money is money. For AC Analytics capper, Albert Wynn. I am Sean Little. Don't forget it. Download the Action Network app. Tell a homie to tell a friend to download the Action Network app. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Don't forget it. Get buckets, baby.
0: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.